2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Public knowledge. Extricated myself from the small void and she was displeased. Yeah,
2: scoop her up in the blanket and bring her with you.
0: (laughs) Oh, she'd be even more displeased then. Poor me The most wounded look like, how dare you?
2: Whenever you talk about your cats being all, like, how dare- like, you know, giving you looks, it makes me think of that tweet that's, like, me gently nudging my cat out of the way with my foot so that I don't step on her. My cat, her eyes huge. You kick me? Oh. Jail for mother. Jail for mother for 1,000 years.
0: I'm sorry, Dixie. I
2: hey, no. is another one how is everyone always like to start off getting the vibe
0: yeah
1: oh hang on oh we're on the air i i need to get a drink of something no it's it's fine i just forgot my drink and i <laughs> go for it and that's okay i'll be right back
2: we love it we I'm turning up the Christmas.
0: Yeah, that's- that's extreme. It's like compounded Christmas sweater and mug. Oh, and the Christmas bedding and my, uh, oh, Corgi has a yep. Santa hat on
2: now. Wow. I love Christmas.
0: I have my two-foot tree. That's what I did.
2: I love your little two-foot tree. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. I have a and small like tree. It that we used to put in our various dorms and apartments when I was in college, but
0: now I don't have any space for it, really. That's actually what my little tiny tree is from. My mom originally got it for me for my dorm room. And uh, yeah. I suppose I can put it right in the to...
2: center of my dresser, but there are like things
0: that I need on top of it sometimes. Mhm so lovey you You put it on the floor i always put mine on the floor in (laughs) college like it was a full tree i'll have to link this in the the description
2: there was some post someone made i can't even remember what site it was on but it was like i googled college christmas trees and was not disappointed and one Uh, of them just like a stolen traffic cone wrapped in tinsel and like a like a little pine tree air freshener tacked to the wall that has presents underneath it
0: It was beautiful. And the people need to see it. Space saver. Makes sense.
1: Okay, sorry, homies.
2: What's today's beverage?
1: Oh, um, apple juice.
2: Nice. Love some apple juice. Apparently we have a live studio audience.
1: Oh, you, Oh me. Yeah, yes. you. <laughs> wow, well, it's just not my day today. It happens. Yeah, except I've got the earbuds in. Oh so.
2: yeah, no, just figured I'd point that out. His his friend is in the room. <gasps>
1: a fighting with friends is recorded in front of a live studio audience.
2: Wow, a first for us. So proud. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, today we've got some stuff that we kind of came up with during our last Squid Game stream, which feels like quite a while ago now because we skipped two. Um. But also, we don't have any patrons yet, so as far as the world at large knows, unless they were watching the stream live, we've never discussed this. What? So, first question. Um, so, subtitles versus language dubbing. When you are watching movies or a TV show in another language, which do we prefer?
1: I have very hard feelings about this, and I feel like we're not really going to disagree.
2: I have strong opinions, <laughs> Yeah, but there are also exceptions (laughs) to those opinions. Okay, like ones for me and also just in general. Would anyone like to start, or shall I?
0: I feel like my opinion goes against what most people say. It's rather controversial because I I am pro
1: I was wrong. Tell us why. Yeah, I'd love to
0: hear it. Well, I mean. My primary reasoning is just more practical than anything else, which is that I cannot physically sit and stare at a screen. I cannot stay still. It does not matter what it is. I will fidget, which is why I never just watch TV. I'm always like knitting or doing something like that with my hands, and so I'm not looking at the TV. So subtitles don't really work for me in that way.
1: I like how we're talking about fidgeting as both of the backs of our chairs are just like... (laughs)
2: I don't have a swivel chair, but if I did, I would be yeah. walking a little
0: bit. Yeah. Or well, you can't see, like, off-screen, too, like, I'm fiddling with my hands and kicking yeah. my foot, and, yeah. Yep. No, um,
2: <laughs> it's funny to me that you can't, like, stare at a screen. Just the more I learn about you as a person, the more I don't understand why video games just aren't a thing that works for you. Because staring at a screen and doing a oh, thing with your fun. hands...
0: But that's still staring at a screen. You have to look in one place. Yeah, but you're yeah, doing but... It a task on the screen.
1: And the controller is, like, a built-in fidget spinner. Yeah. Or or, or or, not fidget spinner, but, like, fidget toy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You're staring at the screen. Again, just, I, we had this conversation literally, like, three days ago. I under, like, I understand not everyone likes everything. Duh. It's totally fine. But also just me as a person, I physically cannot compute that video games just don't work for some people.
1: Wait, okay, can I ask a question? Go ahead. Can can you like, like read a book like in in the same because in the same way you would have to be staring at a at a book page to be engaged, like like where is the distinction there? Yeah,
0: I, mean, I feel like that's a little bit of a different thing because. Okay. When I'm sitting and looking at a screen, there's like all this space between my face and the screen, and there's a lot happening, and I get very easily distracted by things. Yeah. Versus when what I'm reading. It's just like, I'm reading, and it's right in front of me. And plus, to me, that just takes so much more mental effort than other types of media use. And so I think it's easier to get kind of engrossed in it.
1: Okay, yeah, It's fair.
0: I have a pretty similar thing
2: with, like watching movies or tv or like watching things on a screen like with video games i'm technically doing two things at once even though i'm just playing the one game because i'm like doing the like motions on the keyboard or controller with my hands and processing with my you know processing with my brain and eyes and all that fun stuff with shows where i'm kind of just like like a show like schitt's creek or whatever where it doesn't like you know Schitt's Creek versus something like Squid Game that requires, like, rapt attention, you know, try and, like, figure it out, pay attention to all these tiny little clues that they're hiding in, whereas Schitt's Creek's kind of like, oh, it's fun, watch some, you know, sitcom hijinks, like, Schitt's Creek is more of a thing where I feel like I need to be, like, I also need to be doing something but there's definitely like shows and movies and especially if it's a show in another language a show or a movie in another language where I'm like okay I am going to sit down I am going to turn the lights off and I'm going to watch this like
0: with rapt attention i think i'm literally physically capable of that girl because... what do you do at the movie theater oh god it's difficult. <laughs> it is difficult
1: i mean you you could probably knit while you did
0: I've thought about it, but I want to. Well, I usually go like first showing on a weekday, and I pretty much always have an entire row to myself, so I guess I wouldn't distract people. But yeah, I, cause like there's certain shows where I really want to pay attention, like Doctor Who. That's one show where I'm always like, I don't want to knit. I want to actually be paying attention. Do not spoil. I'm so far behind. So,
2: Continue. Well, no,
0: but no, I'm just saying. So like in general, you know, I'll try to do that where I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna touch my knitting. I'm just gonna look at the screen. I'll get myself a nice beverage, turn off the light, minimize distractions, and then it's five seconds later, I'm on, on my phone. And I'm like, "What? When did I pick this up? I don't even know how I did this." It does happen to the best of us. I can't. I can't. And I'm doing a stupid color by number on my phone, like you know, really important stuff. Yeah,
2: I don't know. There's I mean, the same hold? It's of those things where, like, I get it. It's just not always. It's not always the exact
0: same for me.
1: Does the same hold true when there's company?
0: Yeah okay yep i mean yeah bridget was just here and i was
1: not yeah yeah no she she would know
0: and i'm also realizing that in
2: the two years that we've been friends we've never gone to see a movie because we've only been actual friends in pandemic times
0: (laughs) yep whack Mm mm-hmm yeah, I do a little better at movies, and I'm not sure why, but it still is really challenging for me where I have to constantly be like, focus, focus, focus. I feel like, and especially with have... going
2: to the movies, like, it's a, you know, visually it's a, you know, kind of bigger, like, like a visually larger stimulus, I guess, because it's like, ooh, yeah. lean back, take it all in. Mm-hmm. And also, it's usually something, like, it's 99% of the time, unless you're going to, like, you know, a screening of, like, a classic movie, whatever. It's something that you haven't seen before, so you like have to devote more processing power to like brand new
0: information. Yeah, well I think it's largely the reduction in distractions too. Because there's nothing there that you can do. Yeah. Like even if I turn off all my lights at home and watch something that I've never seen before, I got I have thousands of dollars of yarn in my home. And I have cats to pet and I have, you know, snacks that I can just go get. This is true. Right in a the theater it's like what are you gonna do you got to do you watch so it's it's a little easier
2: yeah i get that i would say that in the case of subtitles versus dubbing i lean more towards the subtitle side because i think you get a more exact translation than you do with dubbing However, I am not against dubs whatsoever. Um, I actually really like the um, Miyazaki movies. I really like the English dub versions of those because the like the casts they pick for, you know, all the like all the voice actors they pick are always awesome. And also nostalgia reasons, like the first time I ever saw Spirited Away, which is one of my favorite movies, like it was the English dub, and so like you know, it, it sounds like my childhood now. And also, like, I don't like when people are, like, kind of subtitle purists. Like, oh, you're not getting, like, the same experience or whatever. Because, like, if you have, like, dyslexia or whatever, subtitles might not be much help to you.
1: I think the reason I generally prefer them sort of has to do with my attention span. I know I will not follow what's going on if I'm not doing nothing else like it just it it makes being on my phone or doing something else really hard yeah um and so part of the reason why i i like them is precisely because it keeps me off my phone and keeps me engaged that actually Um,
2: is i like am almost the exact same way like i find it much easier to just like you know turn off all the lights sit down and like not move my eyes from the screen when i'm watching um anything that isn't in English that's uh, subtitled because then I have to do two things I have to read and process that information and I also have to take in the visuals and the sound so I find I get less distracted when it's when I'm watching a foreign movie with subtitles
0: I did successfully watch all of Parasite once and I was real proud of myself afterward but I was like, I actually sat and watched the
2: whole thing. That is awesome. But also like Paris, like there's a there's a lot happened. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: I was pretty proud of that. It was an accomplishment. Great
2: movie. I was so proud of myself. Um my mom and sister don't like um don't like watching things that are not in English, don't really like subtitled movies all that much. So ninety nine percent of the time when I want uh, to share with people in my family a subtitled movie that I really love, I have to trick them like uh once i did well actually the first time i just assumed that everyone else knew the movie was in swedish because it was based on a book by a swedish author and we're sitting in this little cute independent theater zach uh you know the spectrum oh yes we were sitting in this cute little independent theater that shows a lot of like you know doesn't show a lot of like big blockbusters they show kind of indie stuff and a trailer for a movie in Spanish comes on, and my sister leans over to my mom and goes, God, can you imagine having to read for an entire movie? And I'm just like, what?
1: <laughs>
2: and then And then the movie starts, and the subtitles come on, and I just hear, shit. <laughs> but since then, I have tricked my mom into seeing two uh, foreign films because i was like oh i I, you know i think the director is from you know wherever but i'm pretty sure it's in english it wasn't in english and i knew that i knew full well (laughs) but one time i finally got them i was like this is a foreign movie you are going to have to read but it is so worth watching i got my mom and my sister to watch parasite with me and they both loved it they both thought it was so good i was like yes and I think did if I really not, like, tried, I could weaponize my sister's um, love of horror films to try and get her into, like, Korean horror films, like Train to Busan. That's an like that's straight up not just an excellent Korean horror movie, it's an excellent horror movie. Do they not, like, read it all for fun? Um, my sister, no. My mom, um, she said she liked to read a lot when she was younger, but now she's just like finds it hard to keep her momentum, especially when, like, you know, she gets tired, like, mm-hmm. quite easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, like, my sister is, like, almost, like, proud of the fact
0: that she, like, doesn't read, and I'm like, girl. So she's illiterate, possessing the ability to read but choosing not to.
2: Kind of. I mean, she also has expressed frustration with the fact that she is a slow reader. So unless okay. the story, like... That's really really it's really the ground running. yeah she can find it hard to stick with books so I don't want to be like I don't want to be like a total jerk but also like you know read Yeah, books are good books are very good I have a huge shelf of books here that you can't see but it is there and it's so full of books that I have giant stacks of books on the top of it
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got random but, stacks of books on my desk and on my nightstands in my bedroom, and Is that random. Yep, got my stack of books on my nightstand there.
2: I am endeavoring to actually read A Christmas Carol this December. Makes me feel very, I feel very cultured. <laughs> Reading Dickens. Look at me go. Anyway, Zach, you said you were on pretty much on team subtitle.
1: Yes. Um. I fully understand that there are like practical reasons why you might have to mm-hmm. watch something dubbed. I get it, and, and 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 honestly, oftentimes foreign films are so good, it would be better to watch it dubbed than to not watch it at all. Yeah. Um, but in general, if I have the time, um, I well, the other thing is watching something dubbed it bothers me when like the words don't match the mouth
2: i have a much easier time watching um like the studio ghibli english dubs yeah because it because like the animation is like i remember i watched coco the pixar movie i watched coco in spanish because i was because i was like (sighs) like it was a little challenge for myself i was like oh i'm like you know, I'm, like, high-level intermediate Spanish, I want to, like, take a story that I'm, you know, familiar with and see what I actually get out of it while I'm watching it in Spanish. And the fact that the animation now is so detailed where you can, like, see, like, the shape of the word that they are supposed to be saying in English over a Spanish word that does not fit up with, like, match up with the movement of the character's face whatsoever drove me insane.
0: it doesn't matter if you're not looking at the screen okay oh, don't okay well
1: <laughs> the first time it's so funny the first time i ever watched something that was an accident i thought it was in english i i, I genuinely did not know it was like a foreign uh show um it was Auda, which is like or or father i'm not saying it right But it's the original language is in Hebrew, Mm -hmm. Um, and I did not know that. And I guess that my Netflix had, like, like had all the shows dubbed just um, by default. And for the first couple episodes, I was like, "This is not right. Like, there's something off about this." And that was when I realized, "Oh, "Oh, it's supposed to be in Hebrew, not in not in English." and 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 once it switched, then everything was just like smooth sailing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, is one thing that bugs me about that bugs me, like me personally about dubs. It's when I can see that they're saying, like I could see what they would be yeah. saying.
1: It just it 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 just irks me. And then the thing with that is now I'm going to be staring at the TV, but not because I'm engaged in a really good way, but just because I can't stop looking at how the words don't match up to what they're saying. And it's like, okay, if I'm gonna be this engaged, I'd rather it be, Mm -hmm. like, something. But, again.
2: Usually prefer subtitles. Miyazaki movies are generally my big exception.
0: Yeah, the not matching doesn't bother me, because, again, I don't look at the screen. But, it can definitely be really bad, like, just in terms of the voice acting sometimes, which can really ruin it. Because I've definitely, especially some of the shows on Netflix, some of the dubbing is just appalling where it's like do you did you actually hire voice actors or did you just grab random people from behind the scenes and say read this page there's this video and i'm gonna link this in the
2: description as well because this has to do with a terrible job of dubbing something there's this video that made my that made its way around our friend group in like freshman year of high school and it's called best dub ever e-v-a-r and it's just this god-awful dubbed version of some anime I'm not even sure what anime it was but it was so bad it was like they hired like eighth grade drama students Mm -hmm. and I will link it in the description It is so funny just how horrendously bad the job they did with dubbing this anime
0: yeah, it seems... I mean, a lot of the time it's fine, but either the people are just underacting to the point where they're just reading words, or they're, like, really overacting to a point where it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I can't think of the character's name on Squid Game. The, um... Oh my gosh, why can't I think of her name? The, um, the older female character. Oh, Mignon.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you. Um, like... Whoever, and I feel bad saying this, but whoever did <laughs> her voice acting for the dubbing, it was just really extreme and irritating.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, she's and supposed to be, like, pretty it. obnoxious, but, like, if, if that makes it unwatchable, yeah. we have
0: a problem. Almost a little bit. Like, it was extremely irritating. You hate to see it. Actually, I saw, I thought it was just me, and then I saw a lot of articles afterward where people were saying the exact same thing. They're like, who did this? It made it, like, unwatchable. I had to switch to the subtitles. So, oh my like, god. Yeah. So sometimes you end up with that, and it's like, it kind of ruins it a little bit. hmm
2: Yeah. Is Which, annoying. I imagine, a
0: good though.
2: Yeah, I don't know. And I wonder if it has anything to do with the way that, like, I've seen a lot of people getting, uh, really, like, kind of rightfully salt- salty lately about how, like, Chris Pratt is gonna voice, like, Super mm-hmm. Mario in the movie when like (laughs) sorry i know it's like please laugh about it it's so dumb
1: no just that 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 one tweet he's not italian anymore he's normal (laughs) but like anyways
2: the actor who's been voicing
0: mario for years in the games is right there why yeah but does anybody know who he is
1: Star-Lord is about to ruin a second franchise.
2: Yeah, what did... Like, what did he see? What has Chris Pratt seen some Hollywood executive do that they are giving him all of these franchises to keep him quiet?
0: He is beloved. People love him. Oh, I can't stand him.
1: What is... Okay, this is a dumb question, but I'm really out of touch with, like, everything pop culture media. What is the big controversy around him again?
2: um I, anti-lgbt like, church okay Follows like you remember ben right? shapiro on twitter
1: that that i did know that i i, I didn't know and Which, like, like, his
2: super like creepy weird posts about his like second wife
0: See, this is why I don't pay any attention to celebrities' personal lives. These are not things I know, nor are they things I really care about, per se. I mean, yeah, some uh, shitty stuff in there, but at the same time, it's like, he's entitled to opinions. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't know, I don't think he should not get jobs because of it. And everyone can make their personal decision about whether they want to support them individually. But yeah, like I think people are still entitled to work regardless, even if they have abhorrent views.
1: I think there are a few lines in the sand I have drawn. Um, I will not watch the new Mulan movie because of oh, yeah, that no, actress's no. views. I I just I can't do that. If it's something like Chris Pratt, like am I really gonna stop watching like Parks and Rec? No, yeah. It what I would like to do, and and like, well, 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 because the other thing is, one, he's not the only person in those shows. There's a lot of really good actors in, that, in good. those shows, and and so like, but if if that's something that is really bothersome to some people, if you find like a secondhand like box set or DVD of whatever it is you want to watch, that the money, you know, the money does not go to that to that person. And you can enjoy guilt free. That is one potential wrap around but yeah I, I, I think what the for me personally, what the person has to, has, to, has to have done is like really bad in order for me to say I'm not going to engage with this piece of media.
2: That's fair yeah and I don't know. And Chris perhaps yeah. like bothers me personally because I don't think he like I don't think he really acts all that much. A lot of his characters kind of seem to be, like, a slightly different flavor of Chris Pratt. And, like, you know, if it's, like, goofy guy around the office, yeah, it works. But, like, do we really need to keep rehashing this in, like, so many franchises?
1: To be fair, that is the same is true for Robert Downey Jr., and I will love him forever. The same is
2: very true of Robert Downey Jr., and I yeah. love that man so much.
1: Yeah. Like, like all of his characters... Like, like, he doesn't play his characters, like... Iron Man plays Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, so like. Yeah, I,
2: enjoy I Chris Pratt, something about something about Chris Pratt just rubs me the wrong way.
0: I like him because I know him from Parks and Rec originally, and so he—that's the character he is to me. And no, no, yeah. knowing nothing about his personal life, you know, it's like yeah, I, I enjoy the show. <laughs> I enjoy and I enjoy the Guardians movies personally.
1: Well, and I, I didn't think that those movies were bad. I was just mad that he's kind of the reason my favorite Marvel superhero is dead. But you know to hash that. <laughs> I see. I
0: see. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's a complicated thing. Like I've actually had this conversation quite a few times with a friend of mine about like Joss Whedon stuff. That like she and I both grew up loving Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, and that it turned out he was like a douchebag of the highest order. And it's like, what do you do with that? It's been such a part of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like Zach said, that's the big part of it is he's not, yeah, it was originally his conception, but he's not the only one who worked on it, right? Hundreds and hundreds of actors and production assistants and writers and all this stuff. And, you know, you can support them. Mm -hmm. And I think at a certain point, even though somebody created something, it becomes such a part of culture that it ceases to belong to them.
1: Yes. I think that like the prime example of that is like Harry Potter. Like I will forever love that whole story. That was such a big part of my childhood. It's just been so influential to me. And then JK Rowling turned out to be like something of a terrible person. And it's like, but, and, and then the rest of society did not like stop engaging with Harry Potter. They just stopped engaging with her. Yeah, and they just kind of alienated her from from her story as much as as possible, um. And yeah.
2: I wish J.K. Rowling had stopped talking like ten years ago.
1: I had so much. I I really admired her. She was all like, "Trump Same. is terrible," and I was like, "Yeah, he is," and like, "You're so cool." And then. And then. And 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 then she tweeted. Was like,
2: and oh. then she tweeted more
1: mm-hmm well well that's the thing is that if somebody if somebody says something and then they're just like oh I didn't realize this and whatever like sure like 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 we like we can be forgiving but but she doubled down on it that
2: was the thing yeah. like when people and then she wrote a book
1: about it. that
2: literally that's the thing when, when people were like yeah, hey yeah. like I you know think you might be misinformed here like here's some resources yep. you could check out and then she was like oh no no I'm not I was like oh
1: Jesus. And then she's like, in fact, I'm so not wrong, I'm going to write a whole novel about how I'm not wrong. It's like, But does that mean that I'm not going to watch the 20th anniversary Harry Potter movie? Absolutely not. I'm definitely watching that the day it comes out. Like, I'm so excited. It's um... not hers
0: anymore. Hmm? It's not hers
1: anymore. No, it's not. It's not. Also, quick, another and, well, quick the, Sorry, I, I, I'm just on tander, But like, she had such a cool story, too. I know. Her story was incredible. Oh Literally God. dirt poor, sure. almost lost her kid. Like, like all that's true. Like, like, her story is not like a Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, where it's like, oh, they came from nothing. Like, no, they obviously didn't. She really did. Yeah. The first person to ever become a billionaire from writing books. Like, such an, like... That's impressive. Such an inspiring story. Anyways, that is yeah. my <laughs> my tangent.
2: Yeah, no, I get that. I have such complicated feelings about Harry Potter now. Yeah. And just the nostalgia that I get from watching the first movie. Oh my god. Incomparable.
1: Hot take that the first Harry Potter movie should be a should be a Christmas movie.
2: It has it that is... vibe.
1: It really does.
2: It really does have that vibe.
1: <laughs> like, it definitely counts.
2: Also, Red Hot Take, the first Harry Potter movie, is the best Harry Potter movie.
1: Interesting. That, that ooh, future episodes, we should rank Harry Potter.
0: Heck yeah, we can movie. totally do that. Um, it's been a while for some
1: of them. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any in forever, but I just love yeah, them so much. it's been a
0: hot minute for me as well. Um, I was actually thinking that would be a good not that an idea i have in my head that i haven't said out loud yet would be (laughs) a good thought for a closer to christmas episode picking a few movies that may or may not be christmas movies and then arguing about whether they are
2: (laughs) Ooh,
0: hell yeah yeah i'll have to look at
2: the i gotta look at the schedule and see which episode is going to be releasing closest to christmas because we can totally make like an extra long Christmas special where we like talk about a bunch of like vaguely holiday related things.
0: That'll be so fun. Like die hard, that's the big one if people always argue. Yeah. I, I like to argue about love actually. And uh everyone disagrees with me on that one. So
2: I'm very excited to hear your reasons. We will so there you go. It was a fun little taste of things to come, friends.
0: Here's um, my reason. It just feels like it. It isn't. <laughs>
2: Okay, but yeah, the thing I was saying, it um, the thing that got us here, was that like how, like actual like voice actors are kind of picked over, in favor of like big names.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just the thing I've noticed that's bothering me, a lot.
0: Well, I mean,
1: yeah, I, I don't disagree.
0: something i teach in some of my classes you know that idea of the logic of safety i wrote a paper about that yeah it's so expensive to make that stuff and it has such a high failure rate and it's like what are you going to do take a chance on a relative unknown or are you going to pick somebody like chris pratt who has a following and that you know the people that love him will turn out to see the movie just to see him so it's like guarantee in a way of getting an audience and making money from your investment. So they don't make the choices necessarily based on who's the best for the role. They make the choices based on how we're going to get people to pay to see this. But,
1: But here's the thing though, right? Is that like, like, unless you are a true, like video game fanatic or nerd, you, you probably don't know who the person is who voices Mario, but everybody knows the voice. Like, it is recognized like globally. And so Yeah, it's so maybe not it's as...
2: not you know a risk to cast Mario's voice actor as Mario in the movie. Yeah.
0: I mean it is compared to casting somebody who's known. Name wise, yes.
1: Right, no. That's what I'm saying. But Way like, more people know the, the name Chris sound... Pratt than whoever voices Mario.
0: I mean, there will be people that go out just to see it because he voices it that otherwise wouldn't whereas the people who like mario anywhere are going to probably see it regardless this is true
1: okay that's fair you are bringing in a new demographic yeah
2: that, is, mean, a good, to me... that is a good point though zach because like how recognizable like how globally recognizable is the little you know it's a me
1: yeah like yeah
2: very good points good points made all around giant water cup mm-hmm. strategically pick like the largest cup in the cabinet every time it's podcast night
0: Cause... was it christmasy or did it just happen to be uh, no
2: it's um a giant cup that my mom uh, got at a james taylor concert <laughs> ah.
0: but it was well, nice was enough was to reuse guitar.
2: so now it's um large water cup for podcast night because much water is necessary. Okay. Oh yeah, we can, we can move on. Unless anyone else has anything. Anyone else? Yes. Anyone has anything else they would like to say?
0: There we go. Trying to say three different sentences at once. Doing great. Only tangentially related thing that I want to mention. Of course, go for it. it. This seems to be a trend recently of movies or TV shows that are in English But then there's somebody in it speaking another language, but then they don't provide subtitles.
2: Yeah, they just caption it, like, speaking Spanish. I'm like, thank you, so helpful.
0: That has been happening more and more lately. And it's one thing if it's like a single sentence and they explain, I've been watching things where they'll have like a whole conversation with no captioning whatsoever. And then I'm like, are you not going to tell me? And so I put on the subtitles and it just says, yeah, like speaking Spanish or whatever.
1: Is the audience supposed to know what they're saying though?
0: Not that
1: I'm aware. Because that would be the flip side, right? If if you are trying to convey to your viewer that, hey, something important's happening, and I'm not yet telling you what it is, you might be able oh, actually, to jump that way. Oh, actually,
2: cool thing. Um, in uh, Midsummer, they purposely subtitled as little of the Swedish as possible to, like, make the viewer feel as alienated as the characters were. So that's a cool thing. And also, um... Just speaking of movies that have, um, intended for an English language audience that have, um, dial.
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown
2: diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four
2: weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. ...in other languages that isn't subtitled. Isle of Dogs just did such an incredible job of, like not needing subtitles, but having characters have full, like, five-minute conversations in Japanese and have you still get every single point that you need to know from the scene. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Huge fan of the screenwriting there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, would we like to move on, friends? <laughs> okay, so the next thing, which we also talked about on the last stream. Um, is it better to watch a show week to week, or to binge an entire season in one sitting? And I have strong feelings about both, both positive and negative.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
2: Would anyone like to start?
0: As far as watching week to week, I hate the waiting. I do hate the waiting. And sometimes I legitimately have trouble remembering the previous week, Um, and so my general preference is to do the binge watching. Like, if they release a show week to week, I'll wait for the whole season and then just binge it. I love a good binge watch. Because then I don't have to wait, and then it's like, um, I don't have to remember things because I'm just watching it all in a row. All at once. But the downside of that is, you binge watch an entire season in a day, and then you wait like a year for any more of it. And I never remember what I just watched from the previous year, because I just watched it in a single day, and then haven't seen any or thought about it since.
2: I mean, that is always a fun excuse for like a round two binge watch of an entire season. Like, every time a new season of Stranger Things comes out, my sister binge watches every single of the previous seasons, which like, you know, mood.
1: Sounds like the ultimate solution would be to wait until the whole show is done,
2: and then just binge it. That, and then just binge the whole. That thing. That is a fun thing about like when you finally like sit down to watch a show that like kind of was like a uh, like hot that had a real hot moment like culturally like even like i know brooks you said you're not like crazy about this but like something like the sopranos or breaking bad or friends or like you know something that like really made an impact on like american and also global pop culture like when you finally sit down and just binge the entire thing mm-hmm. that is a good
1: feeling that's how i watched like, like i
2: know now
1: well yeah because like that's how i consumed like Cheers and Frasier and Seinfeld, because by the time I was old enough to want to watch those shows, they were long done, you know. That's exactly and what I happened could...
2: with me in the yeah. X-Files, although that's kind of, yeah. like, a funky fresh little exception, because it got revived, like, two, a year or two after I, like, binged the entire thing. So that was particularly exciting for me, but, like, yeah, oh my god, when I was, like, finally was, like, just... Like had finished the whole thing, I was like, I know now. like I understand all the references that have been made to this, like, culturally.
0: That's why I tried to watch The Sopranos. I'll get back to it eventually. I'm in, I was on season two when I I lost track of it. But, like, actually my brother used to do that, where he would at a certain point, he was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna wait until the entire series is done. <laughs> and then I'll watch it. Because <laughs> he just got so tired of waiting in between seasons. Well,
2: yeah, like, this is one of the shows that maybe i'll get to at some point like when mad men was having a real hot moment and it was like and like and it's like second to last season or whatever i was like this looks good and i could start watching now but i'll just wait till it's done
0: yeah i tried and failed on that one yeah whether or
2: not i actually get to that is yet to be seen
0: some people find the sexism
2: charming i don't yeah no that's gross but i've also but the, it's one of those things like yeah all the sexism is gross but also i've heard it's just like the writing is just really good
0: i made it four episodes Was as far as i could get
2: valid yeah i absolutely love a good binge watch but there was something when i used to be watching shows week to week and one of the last like shows that i would watch week to week was hannibal on nbc which was like you know Some high stakes there, some pretty intense drama going on, and I had friends in high school that also watched it, and we would come in, like, you know, the day after a new episode had aired the previous night, and you would see your friend, and I would, like, see one of my friends down the hallway, and we would just give each other the look, like, are you ready to unpack this shit? I miss that so much. It made going to to high school just
0: a little bit fun that day. It really does depend on the show um like i feel like shows on streaming services like netflix are sort of more designed to be bingy because like if, if you're talking about a show like hannibal or something like that that was on broadcast television like that's something that's kind of like broken up with commercials it's designed to be watched week to week it's got a different structure to it and so i think with something like netflix it's really hard not to binge watch them because not only is it sort of like Designed to flow from episode to episode because they release them all at once, but it also automatically plays the next one This is true. Actually question um, um, be an actor Will to not watch it for you as a
2: person who was um, Alive and has actual functioning memories of the 90s. I know you were not the target audience for Twin Peaks when it was airing however Were there fewer commercial breaks? Because when I watch Twin Peaks, I'm like, I don't I don't see where one would chop this. Like, I can think of, like, maybe one spot, like, per episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, like any other show that was on broadcast TV.
2: That's insane to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch it when it was on, because, yeah, it wasn't the target audience, but um, I remember it being a thing and people talking about it and seeing ads for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah i mean it was just regular tv but like
2: just okay so like 90s tv in general there were fewer commercial breaks would
0: you slightly. say slightly yeah i mean the the average amount of time per hour spent on ads has increased since then
1: i mean think about youtube like when youtube first came out there were no ads oh my God, and then I they were like hey let's throw a 10-second ad in front of some videos. And then they were like, hey, now let's just intersperse them throughout the videos. And now they're like, let's kick it off with two back-to-back, unskippable 30-second ads. And then every seven minutes, a commercial for Geico.
2: Ad block, baby.
0: But yeah, because I, I was thinking about, like, are there shows that I still watch week to week? And there are, but they're all, like, relatively kind of like serialized broadcast shows like Law and Order SVU. Mm -hmm. Still love it. I will love it till the day I die. It's been going for 22 years now. things I heard on Law and Order SVU at three three in the afternoon. afternoon. (laughs) But that's one of those things where it's like, you know, each episode, they they do have like a thread that kind of goes through each season, but the episodes themselves are pretty well standalone. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I don't mind watching that from week to week, and I get real excited on the weekend where I'm like, ooh, new SU to watch. I dig I, that. You know, certain shows like that, I still watch week to week. Again, I
2: love shows that are bingeable. I love the, like, every episode is advancing a story. I, I kind of miss my monster of the week sometimes, to take a, to take a term from the X-Files, my Monster of the Week episodes, where just a fun, fun little adventure contained in 45 minutes or so. I feel like that's slightly less of a thing with a lot of the shows that are currently popular, which, like, I'm all for, like, having, like, actual, like, story in TV rather than just, like, you know, rehashing the same things, but, like, with, you know, a different, you know, like, how every, like, medical drama. Let's just rehash the same thing with a different cast with a slightly different name. All that stuff. So happy that, um... I mean, I wouldn't say we're moving past it, because we're definitely not, but that things that have, like, a really intense, like, complicated story are, like, popular. Absolutely love that, but god. Sometimes I just want to have a little fun.
0: Still shows like that. One One of my favorite things is every fall there's at least one new broadcast TV show with some absolutely ridiculous premise. Oh, they're bad And the the show of this fall is La Brea. It was a 10-episode season, so the finale was just on, actually. I just watched it last night. It's like this sinkhole opens up in Los Angeles, and a bunch of people fall in, and they end up in 10,000 BC. <laughs> in the same spot, but in 10,000 BC.
1: So, like, Narnia, except... It's a sinkhole.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it gets, like, I won't spoil it for people, but it gets real dumb. And I watch shows like that, and I think, like, I can predict the next thing they're about to say, like, nine times out of ten. Incredible. Because it's also cliche, you know? And it's like, I would just automatically know. When somebody says one thing, I know the next thing they're going to say is, you know, and it's just, it's so, and I... Watching the finale last night, I thought, these are grown-ass people who think this is a good idea. There are grown-ass people who wrote this and acted it out and edited it. Hundreds of people. We have clearly established but that marketing executives have
2: no idea what people actually want to and will watch.
0: But people are
2: watching it! People have no taste. People it's also so do scary. have no taste. What? But also, I feel like Squid Game kind of proves that when people are presented with something that is actually like, um, like genuinely amazing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they really will latch on to it. It's like not knowing how good you could have it. What were you gonna say?
0: <laughs> um, if you ever want to watch one of those shows that's like just bad to the point of being laughable, they made a TV show out of Stephen King's uh, story Under the Dome <laughs> several years back where it's <laughs> just literally overnight a dome appears over this town. It's like the whole story. It's been so ridiculous. Sorry, I'm laughing just thinking about it. Um, during the time it was on, I was dating this guy. I was I was in grad school at the time in Columbus, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy I was dating he wasn't really into TV, but he would just kind of like hang out and do whatever while I was watching it. And he would just get so upset at that show. He's like, "None of this makes any sense. These people are stupid. Why?" <laughs> i mean the book doesn't make i mean it's a weird
2: premise to begin with but the book i would say is better because at least it's
0: stephen king's prose which i find very enjoyable oh it's ridiculous and i guess the the point of bringing that up is is like i think the people that tend to watch shows like that do skew older people Mm -hmm. that you know kind of grew up in a world of broadcast television and that's kind of what they're used to yeah. and not necessarily that they don't use streaming, but that might not be their go-to. And so I think a lot of those more week by week broadcast shows like that are more audience specific for certain people who don't know quality because they haven't seen it. Okay. Not yeah, that there I,
2: are really I 100% those. buy that. I absolutely believe that.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are, decent broadcast
2: shows oh but... absolutely hmm? I mean there are like shows that are on broadcast television that are great like Hannibal's on broadcast television that show is freaking amazing um isn't what we do the current what we do in the shadows that's on broadcast that's on FX which is technically oh uh the good place that was broadcast TV the good that's place it. is freaking awesome okay.
1: very good Whoever thought they could make comedy about philosophy
2: oh Love The Good Place, and still have yet to watch uh, the last season, because if I don't watch it, it's not over. You will cry. Oh, I'm sure I will.
1: I just, that I know this a show topic, has Jason is me. by far my favorite person. Like, I love him so much.
0: I didn't hear the beginning of that, but I'm assuming oh, you're talking about Chidi.
1: No, but I do like Chidi, but I, I love Jason. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. My-
0: God, right. Right.
1: God this guy makes the show.
2: Watching the finale and uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched *The Good Place*. Watching the finale of the first of the first season for the first time, the moment where Michael just flips from like, "Oh, nice," to like just that evil laugh will stick with me forever. They killed that. Absolutely, I killed love.
1: It. I love when. When in one of the realities, it turns out to be Jason who figures out it's the bad place. Oh my god, yeah. he's like, Jason figured it out! He's like, that one hurts. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh, love that show so much. I think that might be the last show that I ever, like, watched week to week.
0: Yeah, I unfortunately, sort of as part of my job, keep up on a lot of media. And so I'm, I'm constantly watching, like, a little bit here and there of whatever's on streaming services, but also broadcasts and, you know, network TV and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. I unfortunately watch a lot of that stuff. I watch multiple medical dramas.
1: I only just, a couple days ago, realized Cal Penn was on House. Oh, yeah. I did not know that until I heard him on Pod Safe America.
0: That's actually where I originally, um, like, saw him. Oh, Okay. That was on when I was in college. Interesting. That was our go-to show in college. Which I think that was pre-White Castle. Harold and go to White Castle, I think. I don't remember.
2: Wouldn't know. So yeah, like, I just... Pros and cons. Again, benefits to both. I love a good binge watch, especially when it's like... The kind of binge watch that was the first season of Stranger Things with me and my friends in college where we like wore our pajamas all day and like got a bunch of like candy and snacks and like, you know, put blankets out on the floor and lower like, okay, let's go. Whole thing. Like, that was great. I loved, I still love doing that to this day. But God, the discourse that occurred between episodes of a week to week show. It was fun. It was really fun. We tried to do a solid binge watching day, it didn't work. I know. We did a really I bad know. job of that. We need we didn't plan very well. <laughs> no.
0: We didn't we didn't
2: set a strong enough intention that day.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that stupid thing is like, Oh yeah, we're gonna binge watch the entire season of Great British Baking Show and then cut to me on the Wikipedia page trying to remember which hosts were on, which years, and then reading <laughs> the one. Oops. So I know who wins, and we were only on like episode three. I I physically threw my phone away from me.
2: And you said it with just such—you were like, "Oh no!" Just with such emotion that I was like, actual <laughs> bad news, like someone just died.
0: <laughs> it was very distraught. I think we were drinking at the time.
2: Oh, we absolutely were. That might have been four loco night. It was. Keeping it classy. We,
0: yeah, when we drink. We watched some before and after the drinking started. So I just couldn't remember where that was. The...
2: Almost certainly after.
0: <laughs> I would have known better. Because we were talking about. I can't remember the name of host Sandy. I couldn't think of her name. That's why I was looking on there. Gotcha, Sorry. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
2: Let's uh, keep coming back to it. There's gotcha. things I love about both. And I do very much miss the like freaking out with your squad in between episodes that was that's really fun which again next show that we'd like talk about on stream we have to make a pact to do it one episode per week
0: you know and that's actually how you and i first started talking bridget outside of the the official capacity oh yeah when the x-files was
2: still it like was still like publicly airing yeah we
0: would come talk about x-files each week good stuff that show even though um
2: the last season sucked
0: but i really think it just depends on the show yeah and it depends on what you're what vibe you're going for
2: yeah right? no, i, I do love the good out. and again, the, like the snow day binge watch where it's like you know it's raining outside it's snowing outside it's cold everyone pajamas blankets snacks tea hot chocolate let's go we're not going to mm-hmm. move from this spot for 10 hours. It's going to be great. It's a lovely time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a lovely, also, lovely sometimes, time. sometimes it's necessary. Like, if there's a big show where it's in the last season and you want to watch with everybody, you got to binge watch to catch up. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes it's necessary. And, espe- and, and like, knows.
2: when you're having, like, your big, hu- like, especially, like, season drops on Netflix or something like Stranger Things, for example, like, you make plans to stay in and watch that entire show as soon as it airs.
1: I had um, a similar thing where I was like, okay, the show is still on. I'm I'm going to binge it and catch up with like the rest of the world and it was House of Cards. And I was like, all right. I'm, oh my God, wait, oh, like, yeah, you like, mentioned like, this. Like, like, let's go, let's do this. And then almost done with, you know, season 5 or whatever, or, well, I don't even remember the timeline, but then, one, Kevin Spacey's whole thing breaks, and then season 6 is downright awful, and I was like, like, don't get me wrong, I'm still glad I watched it, it's one of my favorite shows, but also I, like, rushed through it.
0: Mm, tragic. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was too.
2: That's another one of those shows where it's like, it was everyone absolutely loved it until the last season and i'm just like i don't think i can do that i don't think i'm gonna get myself attached to characters for however many seasons when i know the ending's gonna suck yeah
1: designated survivor had similar vibes although no designated survivor was kind of like in reverse where the first season was good and then the next two were just like pretty lukewarm
2: yeah that's one of the reasons that i'm never gonna watch game of thrones
1: also designated Survivor is where I first saw Calpen.
2: Well, like I don't I don't care how good Game of Thrones is knowing that the ending was that bad. I think people exaggerate.
0: I,
1: I have I'm not yet not seen it but I still plan on watching it.
0: The final season was rushed for sure like they, it, they definitely should have had more episodes because otherwise it just seemed like they were trying to cram too much in which made it seem a little like "Mm, it doesn't really flow well or make sense but Mm -hmm. uh the way I describe it is the end wasn't necessarily satisfying but it was logical and it made sense so take that for what you will I get that
2: but also that many seasons and not have a satisfying ending no thank you there's there's
0: short seasons baby seasons
2: I also just didn't yeah. love the books all that much i tried reading some of them and i just i just didn't vibe didn't vibe with it for whatever reason impressed incredibly impressed with it as an exercise in like world building like he
0: like it.
2: God, god damn but not for moi okay so this is one uh the next question i have unless we have anything more to say about um tv in general honestly at this point um
0: Good. Next thing I did, have. Mm? Did you add this, like, right before we started? Yes, I did. I was gonna say, because I was looking at the document, <laughs> like, 10-15 like minutes, I swear, before we started, and then I sat down and was like, wait a minute.
2: Because I came up with it and I was like, ooh, this is
0: good. Oh, um, my
2: how do we feel about movies releasing simultaneously in theaters and on streaming services, like, on the same day? Convenient. You're right, and I think it's great for accessibility, however, I personally just, I I don't want to see, like, the death of the movie theater as an industry. That's gonna make me so sad. I don't want it. I love going to the movies.
0: Well, I mean, if it happens, I don't think it's the simultaneous release that's doing it. I mean, they've been on that
2: decline for quite a while. I know they have, and I hate it so much. I love going to the movies.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely do too, um, but the thing I like about the simultaneous release is that there are certain movies that are just gonna be better in a theater, and I don't care if they're being released on streaming, I'm gonna go to the theater regardless. Dune. But then there are other movies where it's like, you know, I would like to see that, but it's not worth going to a theater for, and then I get to just sit and watch it. And it's, it's delightful.
2: Okay, yeah, point taken. And again, from an accessibility standpoint, freaking awesome i just uh, i just love going to the movies so much
0: i think what's going to be interesting is to see if we end up in something resembling a post-pandemic world if they'll keep doing this or if they'll shift back to the old model i mean because the the point was you know people can't go to the theaters Mm. um i mean i have a feeling it's going to stay like that but it's possible that they might shift back to the older model because it did make them more money
1: yeah, yeah, but I don't think there's any way that the the big streaming giants are gonna give up that yeah, massive source Actually when of you put it like that. easily. Not without a fight at least.
0: Yeah. Well I mean but they, they might not necessarily have a choice in the matter if it's the the film companies.
1: Sure, no, but but if they're negotiating with the film companies and they can offer them more and make and make releasing into them simultaneously, appetizing. I, I, I think that they're gonna go to pretty great lengths to try to keep that, that door open.
0: Yeah. Although I wonder if they are making a decent amount of money from showing in theaters, if they're gonna try to balance that, though. Like, they are afraid of theaters dying, and so do they need to shift back? Yeah. I don't have to know oh. how much money they make from...
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Showings in theaters? Yeah. I mean, but they make a huge deal out of box office revenue, so... I
2: mean, that's where they make a huge chunk of their money. They don't... God, seeing Dune in the... Just... Dune in theaters. God, it was so good. God, I loved it. Giant screen. Everything's so big. Everything's so loud. It was lovely. Brooks Medeir, I think you're frozen there. There she is!
0: She's back! My computer blue screened, and then it was like, we encountered an error. I need to restart. Okay. So it just restarted itself. Um, that was concerning. Cool. The use of the sad face uh, emoticon did not help. <laughs> uh. It just had a big sad face on it. Okay. Uh, what were you saying? I believe you got interrupted, or someone did. Probably. Because I looked over and I saw the blue screen and said, "Uh oh!" But I was in mid-sentence when I said that. But I don't I feel like
1: we were talking about how we didn't know what portion of revenue for film companies came from streaming services and cinema.
2: Oh yeah, and then I said Dune or something like awesome that. In, in yes, in I think we
1: talked about Dune.
2: Love Dune.
0: Oh, I remember. Yes. I was saying, comparatively, they don't make as much money from selling, like, copies of the movies after the fact. hmm Yeah. That was what I was the most saying when it blue-screened me.
2: Oh, Brooks, we were talking about this over the weekend. Like, as Zach, this is probably gonna be a thing you remember as well. You remember, um, Zach and I, we would have been kids. Brooks, you would have been in what, like, grad school or something?
0: I'm gonna need more info. But, like,
2: Zach... Before movies like released on like DVD as quickly as they do now. Like, Zach, do you remember being a kid and going to see a movie in a theater and loving it, and then you would be so pissed because you knew it was gonna be like a year before you got to see it again? Yeah. I would be so salty whenever I was a little kid and when I saw a movie in a theater that I loved. I would be like, I would just be sitting in the car, like, I'm not gonna see that.
0: For ages, especially as a kid, a year is a lifetime. A year is a lifetime. I think one of
1: the most—I know this is someone off topic—but one of the most nostalgic, just sounds for me, is that one guy who would just be like, "Coming soon coming to soon own a video and DVD? DVD." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All the like '90s. Disney I miss soon.
2: VHS tapes.
1: Yeah, bring oh. them back. I feel. Th- like, like, I miss chewing on okay. boxes
2: of VHS tapes.
1: We, we did vinyl, now let's do VHS tapes.
2: Bring back VHS tapes. I love my chunky VHS tapes so much, and just oh, that like,
1: satisfying sound when it like clicks into the oh, thing. Oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> <sighs> I used absolutely hate when, when like mm-hmm. someone who's 25 tries to explain to me what a VHS tape is. I'm like, yeah, I know. It has happened.
1: God, I hate 25 year olds.
0: <laughs> got a VCR in the basement and a bunch of old VHS tapes. I mean, to me, that was something, you know, I was. When did I get my first DVD player? College? I think I got one when I went off to college.
2: I remember we had a combination um, VHS and DVD player when I was a kid. Like, I had both. Oh, good times. Well, yeah, I, yeah I mean, no, we had that. Too. Put that in the basement for the first time. Grad school, I think. <laughs> oh, that was another thing we didn't wind up doing. Seeing what was on yeah. those
0: VHS tapes. But that could yeah. be a group activity. Uh-huh. That'd be fun. I'm so afraid it would be a letdown, because I really don't know what's on them. It could just be really boring stuff. My mom gave me a VHS tape months ago before I was back on campus, Mm -hmm. that wants me to convert to digital because I have the equipment on campus to do it. And it's a special that she taped after September 11th, like a a benefit concert, I think it is. Okay. Um, So that'll be fun to see. I mean, that's only 20 years ago, which to me isn't super (laughs) long-seeming at the moment. Um, But it's going to have the the ads and stuff, so that's going to be a good time. Ooh, that will be really interesting. Yeah, and I don't remember that concert at all, but, but she taped it. So, I was a freshman in high school at, that, at the time, so. And I have never
2: consciously known a pre-9-11 world. I remember that
0: day, baby? That Patriot day, baby. Act, baby! What?
1: Patriot Act, baby. Oh, I
2: didn't I understand what you said. <laughs> this week's episode on Gen Z Elders. <laughs> no conscious memories of an world millennial. before airport security
1: i'm a millennial too i snuck in by like four months yeah
0: i'm i'm an elder millennial so i'm on the cusp with, with, between that and gen x elder gen z 1998 are, y'all you but yeah it's uh yeah i feel I, like I the ads have... on that are gonna be a treasure trove yeah, I can't imagine what fun things, like, even if whatever shows I might have taped on those tapes are not interesting, the commercials are just gonna be
2: fun. I follow this subreddit, that, and it's all, like, it's all pictures, none of it's video. Watch well, some of it might be, but it's all just, like, vintage advertising, and a lot of it's, like, old advertising for magazines. It's nuts to me how, like, the old, like, full-page ads for just, like, pretty much anything, like, there used to be so much text on them. Like, there was so much writing, and, like, I feel like advertising, like, visual advertising, like, print, has shifted more towards, like, ooh, just a quick, like, punchy image that, like, that'll just stick in your mind. Nothing complicated. There was
0: so much writing on everything. I kind of love it. The creative revolution in advertising started in the 1960s. Before that, it was all, we're gonna convince people with logic and information.
2: Yeah, no, and, like, it's all, like... Oh, like, you know, for, like, all the, like, old, like, you know, like, as for, like, you know, any kind of, like, food or drink from, like, the 50s or whatever, it's all just, like, everyone agrees that, like, this brand of coffee is the best, like, stuff like that. Like, I just think it's so charming. Like, that there's, like, just so much, that there's so much text on all the old ads and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, if you look at, um, the earliest advertisements for the Volkswagen Beetle, those are some of the ads that actually started to shift to the way advertising was done and everyone was like these aren't gonna work because like they had Psych- one that just had a picture of the car and said lemon underneath <laughs> and it was like people were like that there's no way that's gonna work and of course everybody loved the volkswagen beetle i love the volkswagen was beetle the... that's such a cute car what
1: was the car that they poured all that advertising money into and it failed was that the studebaker or there was a car, it, I only, I remember it was in high school. It was, like, a perfect example of how, like, advertising can't, like, really good advertising can't sell a bad product, but they basically poured all this money into this particular, it, I think it was the, the Studebaker. Um, it, they had, like, you know, um, state-of-the-art campaign ads for the time for this car, and it just tanked.
2: Interesting. I'm
1: really curious, and I'm like i'm about to get fact-checked my favorite as car. i see the the, the light
2: <laughs> just like com- completely <laughs> tangential. my favorite car oh is but a, i'm
1: really curious
2: um it's a soviet monstrosity is what it is it's the lada l-a-d-a don't even think the year matters they have never changed and apparently they were awful but just so much personality in that design Love them. They're just such funky little
0: boys.
2: (laughs) Zach, what is that expression? What are you looking at?
1: Oh, I'm trying to read Brooks's face and seeing just how well I did recalling eleventh grade marketing and market and advertising class. The only other thing I remember about the Studebaker is that it was the first car that Jimmy Carter owned. Interesting. So like an old car.
2: Yeah, that is an old boy. Well, we started with TV and we got to cars. <laughs> I think we did good. Yeah, I think we did good. You know. advertising. Yeah. yeah, there we go. And, uh, yeah um do would we like to rank um the states of new england or would we like to save that for another episode
0: because we have been going for over an hour
1: i wouldn't mind saving that
0: yes i was also going to say save but then you you just spoiled it now people know we're going
2: to do that well now they have a reason to come back fun taste of things we're going to tell you how the states of new england stack up according to us
0: which the experts. Mean?
2: The yeah, the experts.
0: Sure. That'll be I've great. driven through most of them.
2: I've been yeah, I've been to or driven through most of them. So I.
1: <laughs> as of this past spring, I've been to all of them. I don't think I'd been to Maine prior to then. But... Oh,
2: actually, yeah, I think I have been to all of them. Okay, so maybe I'm not as unqualified as I initially thought I was.
0: I actually probably technically been to all of them too. I'd have to look to remind myself.
2: Well, then there we go. Maybe we do actually, like... Maybe our opinions do hold just a teensy bit of weight.
0: Although, hot take. Vermont and New Hampshire? Interchangeable.
1: See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're saving this. I... We
0: are saving this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we can't jump into it, but like...
0: Ruined in a bomb.
1: <laughs> mm. Grenade, now you don't ha- run.
2: Now you have to come back next week. <laughs> Find out what these hot takes are. All right, we'll see y'all again next Friday. Adios, everybody.
0: Bye. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at bridgetkelly 98 at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening.